Assalamu alaikum. My name is Fatima Saber and I'm the host of your Muslim Girl podcast where you can come to get advice and we can all learn and grow together. So if you're a new time listener, stick around. I think you're going to have a lot of fun. Inshallah, learn a lot. If you're an old time listener, welcome back. Alhamdulillah, I'm very happy and glad to have you here once again. So today, firstly, actually, I want to thank you for your patience with me for not uploading yesterday. So I apologize for that. But today, we are going to be doing 23 life lessons plus a bonus. So I guess 24 life lessons from 2023. I'm not going to do what I learned this week because I think this entire episode is you know, compilation of some of the things I've learned. So inshallah, you know, you can take that and apply what I've learned into your life. You know, inshallah is going to help you out a little bit. And so as for the quote of the week, it goes, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can keep going and change the ending. So I believe that's by C.S. Lewis. Um, And I've used that quote before, but I think it does apply here as well because you're, you know, hopefully able to inshallah learn something from this episode and to take that and apply to the things that are currently happening in your life again we can't really go back and change what's already happened but we can take the time to reflect become mindful people and then apply the lessons that we have learned into the future so for lesson number one it goes if you avoid learning about the dean if you avoid trying to make a connection to it you're always going to feel stuck So I know sometimes we feel tempted to, oh, you know, I don't need to listen to Quran or I don't need to read the Quran or I don't need to listen or learn about the deen, what have you. And so that will only end up with you in a place worse than you were in before. You're going to feel stuck. You're going to feel stagnant. So make sure that you are prioritizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're prioritizing that relationship so that you're not in that place where you feel uncomfortable. You don't feel like um, you're not really able to progress because without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you don't have anything, right? So that's a huge contributing factor to why we feel stuck because we're not aligning ourselves with our true purpose and that's ultimately to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the next lesson is take the time to cry to Allah. And what I mean by that is like, you know, like break down sobbing. Like maybe you've had a hard day. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help. Ask him for guidance. Maybe you're in sujood and you're asking, you're making dua. You know, take the time for that. Carve out times for that because that is so helpful. And honestly, a lot of our stress and a lot of the problems that we face can be solved just through crying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and asking him to make a way out for us because not only are we relieving our hearts to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the one who's able to change everything but we're also showing like look ya rab i'm i want to be guided i'm taking the time to cry to you so please guide me you know so there's that you know second lesson that i learned this year okay the third lesson is a lot of everything starts with the way you prime yourself to wake up if you keep hitting snooze it's going to throw a damper on your day and i am totally guilty of this there are times when i go to bed late and then i wake up late because i'm just so tired and honestly that is not a habit you want to encourage because what you're doing is you're priming your brain to hear an alarm okay get up maybe you're gonna go pray fudge or what have you and then you're gonna go back to sleep so that's every action you take is essentially priming your brain to respond to a similar situation in that way which is crazy to think about right and it is overwhelming to think about but we also have to be mindful of hey look if i'm feeling a certain emotion or in the context of sleep let's go back to the specific example 
if you hear an alarm, you wake up, you're like, okay, I'm going to go pray Fajr, then I'm going to go back to bed. You're going to, every time you hear an alarm, your brain's going to think, okay, I'm going to do what I need to do, then go back to bed. Which is normally not the response that most of us want to evoke in ourselves. It's not the habit we want to create, right? So this concept applies to a lot of other areas in our lives as well. Whether that's, okay, maybe procrastination. So you start to feel a little bit of discomfort and you're like, okay, I'm going to put that to the side. I'm not going to worry about it right now. You're teaching your brain to become avoidant of feelings of discomfort. And so you have to be mindful of, okay, what am I actually priming my brain to feel? And so sleep is just one of those examples. But I find that if you go to sleep late, you wake up late, that's a huge factor and what's going to impact the rest of your day if you don't wake up right if you don't go to sleep right it is genuinely just going to make it a little bit harder for you to recover your day as a whole so moving on to life lesson number four it is also tied into sleep and it says everything seems worse when you're running on low sleep think about it this way when your phone is at one percent it starts to lag right everything is just kind of clumsy, nothing's really working out, right? That's the same way for when we aren't actually sleeping. Okay, our brains need sleep in order to rest, recharge, you know, synthesize information. It's incredibly important for our optimal brain function. So we have to make sure we're taking the time. Okay, look, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us this body, okay? And sleep is a way for us to take care of it and look after it, okay? So when you aren't sleeping properly or you're trying to do something when you're running on low sleep your brain being tired just just makes everything else so much worse like you could have the smallest inconvenience possible maybe you know you spilled your coffee in the morning and you just want to start bawling because you haven't had enough sleep right so when you have very little sleep it's harder for you to put things into perspective and to really pull yourself out of that situation and see, okay, what's actually happening? What's an appropriate response to whatever the circumstance is? It's much, much harder for your brain to think rationally when it hasn't slept properly. So life lesson number six is don't expect praise from people for something you worked hard for. And it's nice to have praise, right? But Remember, our focus in life, our purpose in life is not to get praise from other people. It's not to, you know, have people call us something. There's a very scary hadith actually about people who did something for the wrong intention. Um, like people who, you know, died in war as a you know, um, but they wanted to be called shaheed, not striving for the sake of Allah, but you know, striving to be called that even after they were dead. And that's a person who's obviously going to Jahannam, right? You can look up the hadith, there's more to it, but it's scary, right? We have to be mindful of, look, ultimately, I don't want to have my intentions be misplaced. And expecting praise can definitely help feed into that. But also, when you expect praise, it's harder for you to do work when you're not actually getting that praise when you feel like you aren't being praised or you feel like you're not being you know exalted quote unquote to your correct level it makes it harder for you to do the work that you should be doing so don't expect praise okay 
Um, moving on to life lesson number seven is don't share everything with everyone. Plain and simple, not everybody needs to know what you're doing. Okay. And also, when you share everything with everybody, your brain gets that little kick um, of positive reinforcement when somebody says, oh my gosh, you're doing so, like such and such. That's so great. I'm so proud of you. Your brain's like, oh, yay. And then you don't want to actually do it because, oh, you know, your brain already got that positive reinforcement from somebody else. So people just don't know, they don't always need to know what you're doing, <laughs> genuinely. And then it also makes it easier for you to get evil eye. It's a real thing. It can be harmful, right? So, um, and it tends to be harmful. So, you know, be careful. Not everybody needs to know everything. Okay, question. Ooh, not question. Um, lesson number nine is don't be afraid to cry. And I think that, I think to a certain degree, there's been a bit of pressure for us as girls, as women, to have our act together 100% of the time and to know what we're doing and to be the quote-unquote boss babe, you know, have our entire life together. But it's also important for us to take time to understand, look, we're human. We have emotions. It's okay to cry, okay? (laughs) I feel like I've said this a lot, but look, your emotions are valid, okay? Take the time to recognize, hey, I'm feeling upset. I'm going to give myself the space to cry. Don't guilt yourself or shame yourself into um, like talking your way out of that emotion. Don't do that to yourself. It's not productive. It's not healthy. Give yourself the space to feel that emotion. Give yourself the space to cry. Life lesson number 10 is to talk about your problems with people that you trust. Oftentimes helping people, um, sorry, when you talk about your problems with people, it tends to diminish how big the problem tends to be. And it also tends to help you solve the problem that needs to be solved. You know, I was reading How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And he was talking about this one example where President Lincoln um, called one of his friends from some other state and just talked to him about the problem, then sent his friend back to you know his home city without actually asking for his advice so sometimes it is important for us to talk things out have people understand what we're trying to say and have people just be there to listen you know and that in and of itself is an important and valuable thing to have so moving on to lesson number 11 is to take time to avoid scrolling so obviously this is a no-brainer, but take the time to, you know, engage in smaller and slower acts. I painted yesterday for the first time in a while and, you know, it's a nice feeling, right? So do things that aren't necessarily on your phone, okay? Take the time to like spend time with friends, to spend time with family, do things that bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do things that, you know, make you more grateful. Those are valuable and incredibly important things. And let's be honest, scrolling on our phone nine times out of 10 doesn't really bring us a lot of value. I mean, if you're scrolling for the sake of entertainment, okay, that's one thing and that has its place. But ultimately, that should not be a large part of our lives, nor should it be an important part of our lives. So moving on to lesson number seven is work hard even when people degrade you or when people, again, aren't praising you or evaluating your full worth. Um, So essentially, don't let other people's negativity stop you from achieving 
at your full potential. Okay, if you are dedicated and you're determined and you want to get something done, don't let other people's negative emotions or negative talk discourage you from doing that thing, obviously, as long as it's permissible and halal. Um, But don't listen to discouragement if it's not just, right? And this is where filtering advice comes in and learning to think critically about your own actions and what other people are saying. But nine times out of 10, people that are criticizing you are really only giving you a a reflection of how they feel about themselves. So if you are trying to, I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you're trying to write a series of poetry collections, okay? And somebody's like, oh, why would you do that? Don't you know authors don't make a lot of money? That isn't something that you should be putting your effort towards. That person might be insecure. They might be upset that, look, this person's doing something that they care about and I don't have the guts to do that. So obviously, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help. Ask him for guidance. Make sure that this thing that you're doing is permissible. And if people are trying to discourage you from things, you know, you can be obviously be kind, be respectful, don't be rude. I'm not advocating for you to <laughs> cut people out of your life like that. Please don't. But, you know, understand, look, sometimes this does not have to do with me. This has entirely to do with the other person so then moving on to life lesson number 13 don't let others complaints about you become something you negatively internalize make it something you grow from and this can refer to criticisms as well and when you look at human nature we do not like to be criticized full stop we simply don't like to be questioned in that way we get defensive right when somebody asks oh why did you do that or you could have done this better. All of a sudden, we feel the need to defend what our actions, to defend maybe our mindset, right? And so it's really learning to pull yourself out of that situation, pull yourself out of that boxing ring of emotion and say, hey, look, you know, this person said this. You know, I think there is some merit to that. And let me, you know, kind of sit with that for a second and say, huh, how can I make myself a better person because of this? And this, again, comes down to good judgment learning to filter things out but don't take something negative that someone else said and let it stew in your mind over and over and over again at the very least don't let it just percolate in your mind until it's like this ball of negative emotion that it stirs up inside you okay even if you don't choose to do anything with it maybe that complaint is unfounded but don't let it just sit there so moving on to Number 14, learn how to talk to yourself. And what I mean by that is, okay, what is your inner dialogue going to sound like? How are you talking to yourself? What does that look like? What's the way for you to talk to yourself so you're productive, you are able to get things done, you're kind to other people. And the reason why learning to talk to yourself is so important is because your inner monologue and your inner dialogue is a going to be a direct reflection of how you speak to other people and the way that you interact with other people. So if you're self-degrading, if you are constantly, you know, talking badly about yourself to yourself, then nine times out of 10, you are going to treat other people the exact same way. You're going to be more angry. You're going to be more reactive. So take that time to reprogram the way that you are talking to yourself because it genuinely is going to impact how people 
um, like the way that you react to other people. Okay, so moving on to lesson number 15, learn your healthy coping mechanisms. And so what this refers to is really those healthy habits that help you get out of your head, that help you, you know, move past things that are stressing you out. For me, that does tend to be exercise. You know, obviously, along with that, the first priority should be asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help, right? That's a given. But there are also other things that you can do for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are going to help you kind of move through your emotions, right? And so learning those different coping mechanisms and learning those different practices can be really, really helpful. Maybe that's exercise for you. Maybe that's going on a long walk. Maybe it's weightlifting. Whatever the case may be, figure out what helps you cope with stress and run with that. So the next life lesson is don't assume negative things from others. And I think this one is also very self-explanatory, but really when you start to assume negative things of other people, it really prevents you from A, thinking well of them, but B, it harms your relationship with that person because you're like, oh, so-and-so is doing X, Y, Z behind my back, right? It really poisons a relationship. It breeds bad thoughts in your mind. And it could also be entirely unfounded, right? Genuinely, we don't know. So... The biggest thing here is to put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ask him for guidance, ask him for help, ask him to surround you with righteous company, and and try to assume the best of others, right? We're supposed to make up excuses for our brothers and sisters in Islam. If they're, if, say, your friend's not able to come hang out with you, oh, hey, no problem. You know, maybe something came up. You know, make excuses for people and don't let shaitan poison that relationship by making you assume negative things. So the next life lesson is don't let your fear of something keep you from pursuing it. So again, I think this one's also pretty self-explanatory, but don't let the fear of failure keep you back from something that you want to do. Obviously, this has to be halal. I'm not advocating for anything that's haram. You guys know the drill. But you know, don't let the fear of failure keep you from doing something that you're passionate about. For me, this was the book for Palestine. This was a project that really took years to get to the point where it is now. And if you haven't submitted work or you'd like to, or you have people you think I should get in contact with, particularly Palestinian voices, because obviously this is their land. Um, this is their history. And so even though us, every moral conscious being, as Sheikh Omar Suleiman says, is a Palestinian, we don't necessarily have as direct a connection as they do. And so this is our chance to amplify their stories and amplify their voices. So even if you're not Palestinian, I'd love for you to contribute. But if you are Palestinian or if you know Palestinians I should get in contact with, please, please, please let me know in the um, Spotify box that I will leave open as always. So please let me know there. But again, don't let the fear of failure keep you back, okay? Because you genuinely do not know what a beautiful thing could come from it if you started off with the right intention. So question, not question, like I made this mistake before, but anyways, um, life lesson 18 is learn to speak with others kindly. Again, when somebody comes at us all offensive, you know, with swords drawn, we automatically put our shields up. We do not want to be talking nicely to this person. We don't want to, you know, listen to what this person has to say because they're coming at us, you know, with an argumentative manner, 
right? They're coming at us very aggressively. So that's why it's really, really important to be kind to people, not just um, because it's a good thing to do, but also we're supposed to, as Muslims, have good manners. In order to get along with people, you genuinely have to be kind, right? When you're trying to get something done, kindness and letting other people speak is really, really crucial in helping move things along. So moving on to lesson number 19 also ties into this. Don't be argumentative. And in lieu of that, don't get angry. So when you get argumentative, who is really winning? Shaitan, right? Because he's trying to poison the relationship between the two of you, right? There was this quote, again, in um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I can't remember the exact quote, but it goes something like, a person who dies and he is right is just as dead as a person who dies when he is wrong. So I think it really puts things into perspective. Like, you're, it's okay for you to take a step back and say, hey, you know, Like, let me listen to your perspective. Like, what do you have to say in taking the time and having the emotional maturity to pull yourself out of that situation? Say, hey, you know, why don't you tell me what you're thinking? Let's, you know, let's bounce some ideas off each other. And then making that a non-combative situation is extremely important. Because once anger gets involved, your ego's at stake. You know, there's a very famous hadith, right? Where a sahaba goes to the Prophet and he asks him, Ya Rasulullah, give me advice. What does the Prophet say to him? La taghdab. Don't get angry. You know, keep your keep your anger out of this. Because once you get angry, it's very, very easy for Shaitan to get in and start meddling with the situation. So moving on to question life lesson. 20 um, learn to listen to other people's points of view okay again this feeds into the last point as well when you are listening to other people and you're creating the space to have an open-minded conversation it tends to be much more productive than one person lecturing at another person and saying look this is my idea this is what's right this is why it's right and therefore because i am right We have to do exactly as I say. That doesn't bid for a healthy relationship or a healthy discussion. It really just makes a person resentful, right? So learn to listen to other people's perspectives and learn to listen to their ideas and be okay with not being the one that talks. It's okay. I promise you, you are going to be just fine, inshallah. So question 21 Life lesson 21 is to learn to choose friends who make you feel at home. And the way I kind of like to describe this is, is this a person who your heart feels safe with? Like you can tell them something and you know that you're going to get good advice. You're going to get a good listener. You're going to be surrounded by a person who is emotionally mature, who loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like is your akhirah safe with them? Right? That's a real question. So if you have a person whom you're close to, but you don't necessarily feel like your heart is safe with them, there's a little bit of that distance. You can tell, right? You're able to tell when you have a friend who maybe isn't on the same page as you, who isn't maybe working on the dean as hard as you, and you feel there's that, that, there's that, that gap, right? There's a distance between the two of you where your hearts can't exactly connect, 
right? And then when you get to a person who does want to get closer to a Las Pantana, who has similar goals to you, your heart lets out a huh, your heart lets out the sigh of relief because your heart feels safe with them, right? Your akhara feels safe with them. So you have to be very, very choosy when it comes to friends. And I think something that I've learned is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala distances you from some people, you know, because they genuinely were just harmful for you. That doesn't mean you can't like them and you can't be friendly with them, no. But what it does mean is that you should not have them for a close, close friend. So the next lesson is learn to love learning. And you know, as a student, it's going to feel kind of cliche and you're going to be like, okay, Fatima, I got it. You know, we're supposed to love learning, but genuinely find things that you enjoy learning about and then add them to what you're already learning. And this doesn't have to be, okay, 10 hours a week, I'm going to learn X, Y, Z, although you can if that works for you and that's what you want to do. But maybe it's like reading, okay, I'm going to read five pages of this book tonight nonfiction or you know I'm gonna watch five minutes of this video that teaches me how to do xyz you know and so learn to love learning for the sake of learning and just being really excited about what you're learning I find that that just really enriches your life and enriches the kinds of experiences you have because I think it does teach you you know subhanallah how much information there is out in the world and how limited we are in and of ourselves and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ultimately has, he's the most knowledgeable, right? He's the one that knows everything. And like, you know, we're so small in comparison. I think it helps to put that into perspective and it helps us to realize how small we truly are. And so life lesson number 23 is to be on the lookout for opportunities but don't wait for them. And so what I mean by this is, look, always look for opportunities to do good. Always look for opportunities for reflection. Always look for opportunities to help people out. Always look for opportunities to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but don't wait for them. Make that time yourself, okay? Obviously, you know, there's an opportunity for you to reflect after salah, right? But it doesn't have to be limited to salah. Right? Like, let's say you go for Jum'ah, right? And what happens is you go there and you're all sitting down or your family's still there. So you're like, okay, I'm going to take the time to reflect, to do du'a, right? So that's an opportunity that's cut and dry, right? But you don't necessarily have to wait for that to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You could be listening to a podcast that helps you get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while you're on your morning run. Or you could be saying subhanAllah, subhanAllah, subhanAllah as you're going up and down the stairs. You know, as you're cooking, as you're cleaning, as you're doing different tasks around your house, you know. So take the time to make those opportunities. Don't wait for them to come around because you could, you could really miss out, you know, on getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and helping other people out. Be proactive. That's the key point here. Be proactive. And so... The bonus point is what you do outside of your salah carries into it. So let's say, for example, you're listening to music and then five minutes later you go make wudu and then you go pray. Okay. What's going to end up happening is that you're distracted. 
you're not really thinking about your salah, or let's say you're doing something that maybe is questionable, right? And then you go and you try to pray. That action is likely going to ruminate in your head, and it's going to detract from your concentration in your salah. So be really, really mindful of the actions that you're doing inside, you know, your schedule as you go through the course of your day. Make sure that you're very, very careful because what you do is going to translate into how well you're able to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that you learned something. If you heard any background noises or if you heard a ping, I apologize for that. And once again, I thank you for your patience for waiting with me um, to upload this episode. I hope that, you know, you have, inshallah, a fantastic 2024. May Allah make it a year of barakah for all of us. May Allah make it a year where all of us get closer to him and we get closer to people who love him and thereby get closer to him and we develop a relationship with the Quran and we learn to um, you know, develop a relationship with the seerah of the Prophet and all the righteous predecessors. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, if you'd like to get in contact with me, you can always message me at Your Muslim Girl Podcast on Instagram or you can always shoot me an email at yourmuslimgirlpodcast at gmail.com. And again, please, 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 contribute to the book for Palestine. The people of Gaza, the people of Palestine as a whole need us right now. And child, this is going to be one way to amplify their voices, amplify their cause. And I'd love for you to contribute and be a part of that. So with all that being said, I will see you next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.